Yo, what's going on guys? Welcome back to the pod. This is episode six of Break the Cycle. Hope you all had an amazing Thanksgiving. Been a couple weeks since I uploaded a podcast, so I do apologize for the lack of content, but I do have a really good one today. So I'm not sure what exactly I'm gonna title this, but this is gonna be five reasons why you should not compete in bodybuilding, which might seem a little bit confusing why I'm making this episode because I've done four different shows. A lot of you guys that follow me probably you know, follow me on my prep. That's usually when a lot of my content goes crazy, which is one of the good parts about competing. It's good for content purposes, things like that. But I do plan on making another episode talking about the pros of competing because again, it's an awesome sport. I love it, but I'm probably not gonna be doing it anytime soon. And I wanna talk about kind of like the ugly side of competing. So Again, I'm not sure what I'm going to title this, but this is five of the big negatives that I took away from competing and what I ran into my experience. So I'm just going to go over these things. I have a little bonus at the end, but let's get it right, uh, right into it with number one. So it's an expensive ass sport. I get a lot of DMs from you guys that a majority of like younger guys that really want to get in, uh, into competing and bodybuilding, which is great. But do not hop into a show. Do not hop into a prep if you are not financially stable. Uh, I cannot tell you how much money between all four shows I've done over the last three years, how much it's cost me uh, between coaching. Majority of it is the travel, the registration, um, all that that just involves competing, like dieting. You're going to be eating all of your meals at home prepped. At least you should be if you're doing the prep right. It's an expensive sport and it's a lot more than um, like a lot of other things you might be surprised of. And there's a lot of hidden costs that you don't really think about such as like like when I compete at NPC you have to spend like a couple hundred bucks to get your NPC card and then I did two NPC shows so six classes total between both shows I did three in each and each one I think was like 140 bucks just to register for the show tanning itself is going to be 100 plus bucks depending on what federation you go with um, but it's an expensive sport and like I said there's other things there's the cost of your coach the cost of your diet um, the cost of many other things. Like for me, I was, I had a tanning membership when I was, uh, on prep. There's just a lot of hidden things that are, uh, tacked on with competing. So if you're young, make sure you have some money saved up, you have a job and you're putting aside money in order to compete because it definitely adds up. So that's number one. Number two, uh, social life is going to be put on pause. And this is something that is kind of an inevitable, no matter what prep you're doing, if you're doing it right, if you're eating all of your meals at home prep, like you should be, you're going to have to say no a lot. So it's going to be a season of no. And there's some good that comes along with this. Like you can grow a lot yourself. You can work uh, for me. Like I worked solely on building up my business, my most recent prep, which is uh, very successful now. There's pros to, you know, that social life being on pause, but at the same time, like if you're young, you want to enjoy those years. There's just a lot of no's that came along with it. Like saying no to going out to eat, no to uh, like cookouts, things like that. Cause you're going to be around a lot of food and you don't always want to be the guy pulling up with a Tupperware, chicken and rice, whatever. It's a lot easier to, to say no to these things and not put yourself in that uh, sort of environment where you have temptations, right? You got to say no to going out on the weekends, no drinking. Um, my first prep, I drank like the first couple of weeks of prep because I was in a fraternity. Um, but that took a big pause on my fraternity life. Like there's a lot of parties, a lot of get togethers. While I was in college on my first prep that I had to say no to. And again, I got a lot of growth out of it. It was a good season of uh, like self-improvement and me putting myself like, you know, straightforward to accomplishing a goal is good in that department. But if you really value your social life, just know that for 12, 16 weeks, however long your prep is, you're going to have to be saying no a lot in that social life. You can still go out with your friends. Don't get me wrong, but it's just not going to be as enjoyable. And the tail end of that prep, you're honestly just going to want to stay home, relax. You're going to be low energy. Uh, but yeah, social life is going to be put on pause. So if that's something that you really prioritize, be wary of that before going into your first prep. 
Number three, body image suffers. I could talk for hours about this one subtopic, honestly, but on prep, like your last, you know, two months, eight weeks, you're going to be looking pretty damn good. And the last month, you're going to be looking your absolute best. One week out, two weeks out, three weeks out, you're pretty much there and you get used to that look. You wake up in the morning and you look like a million bucks. You're not going to feel like a million bucks. You're going to be pretty, pretty damn low energy. You're going to be hungry a majority all the time, uh, the tail end of your prep, but your sort of like baseline of what you look like is going to change drastically. And that's when getting off the prep, coming off of your show, that's when like a lot of people really go through it mentally with putting on more weight. It's inevitable. You got to put on weight post-show um, or else you're going to run into what I did or the next negative, number four, I'll talk about next, which is probably the biggest one, but your body image, your sort of baseline for what you look like is going to not suffer, but it's going to change because you're going to see yourself look the best you've ever looked, the leanest you ever are. And again, you're going to be in the gym. You're going to get a lot of compliments. Your friends are probably going to compliment you on the way you look. You're going to feel hella handsome or pretty if you're a female. Majority of people watching this are probably all dudes, but just understand that. And it's very hard mentally to put on that weight because you see yourself look so good. You hop on stage. It's, you know, it's a big sort of uh, goal you're accomplishing. And then you have to say goodbye to that physique because it's simply not sustainable. And that's what brings me into number four is eating disorders that are associated with coming off a of bodybuilding prep. Even on a bodybuilding prep, your calories get so freaking low. If you want to get single digit body fat, you're going to have to diet harder than last time as freaking Greg Doucette says, but you're going to have to diet hard. And that again, it's going to come along with the possibility of running into an eating disorder. I, it's very, I'm not going to say it's very rare, but it's more common than not to run into an eating disorder post prep. So things like binge eating disorder, even some people run into like anorexia because they want to hold on to that look that they had on stage. For me, what I dealt with after my first prep, and I definitely plan on making a podcast about this, and I want to uh, bring on a few other people here in the Houston area that have dealt with this, but I ran into binge eating after my first prep, and I'm not going to lie, it lasted probably about a year, and so many highs and lows associated with that, but um, like on my first prep, like I was dialed. I hit a hundred percent of my macros every single time. And there are even days where I probably was under eating because I was tracking religiously and I was probably, um, overestimating a lot of calories. So I knew I was probably under eating, but it was my first prep. That was a big mistake. Um, but I definitely ran into binge eating after the show and it was a very sort of dark time. I felt pretty alone. It, felt like I couldn't really talk to anyone. I dealt with it a little bit while I was in college because um, I did my, my first prep pretty much last semester of college. With a semester left, I held on to my stage weight for probably two months post-show. And after that, like my body was just crushed. I thought I could sustain it, and sustain it, but I just inevitably didn't. And then like that's where I ran into binge eating. My first binge, I literally ate 24 Quest bars in my college fraternity house. Like late at night, that's usually when the binging would occur for me. Um, it even lasted like until I moved here to Houston. Uh, I was very good at sort of hiding it. I did a lot of yo-yo dieting, which is why if you scroll back on my old social media or like all my previous posts from that time period, 2021, um, I kept a leaner physique, but I was yo-yo dieting like all the time and it was not healthy, not sustainable. I'm glad I went through it because now like I knew what to expect my second and third prep, especially this year. I was totally fine coming off the shows. I dieted properly. And that's just something that is very common with doing a show prep is running into an eating disorder. It sucks, but if you reverse properly, 
then it, you know, you can probably prevent that, but it's, y'all already know if you competed, bro, it's very hard to follow a proper reverse. Even post-show, we normalized binging. Like when people come off stage, I've seen at Summer Shredding, I've been to that show like seven times. I cannot tell you how many like dozen boxes of Voodoo Donuts you'll find, just dozens of crumble cookies and people just scarf them down, but we normalize that. And that's just one of, I guess, sort of the negatives that come with competing. It's something I don't necessarily agree with is normalizing binging post-show. Like I do not recommend it. I did it um, my first show. I ate so much food and I felt disgusting that night, but I never thought that that would eventually run into an even bigger issue months down the line. But yeah, that, like that's a big one. And I really want to make that podcast like I was talking about solely talking about binge eating because I've talked about it with a number of different competitors around here in the Houston area. Um, a lot of influencers that you probably follow have faced it. Trust me, and I think it's something that we as content creators, influencers, coaches, especially, we need to talk about and we need to open up to to help more people because it's very, very common being in this sport and just one of the drawbacks that comes with bodybuilding. Number five uh, is the anxiety that it caused me. This is not going to be for everyone, but prep, definitely this last one caused me a ton of anxiety. Um, I had my first anxiety attack a year ago. It was November. It was literally at Alphaland. Uh, I could make some more content talking about like anxiety attacks too. It's a lot better now. I've learned how to control my anxiety, but it definitely picked up a lot when I started prep, which was in um, pretty much May 1st of this year. I did a 12 week prep, did two different shows. And towards the end of it, like my first show, I made a whole YouTube video talking about this. I literally was like so anxious. I ran out of gas on the way to my um, check-in, right? On the way to Louisiana, whole video talking about that experience but basically like I was just so out of it mentally I was so excited but I had all these different emotions going anxiety as well I literally didn't even see the gaslight come up on my freaking dashboard and I ran out of gas and that one thing just me being so out of it mentally caused me to create even more anxiety by being late to check-ins and then I wasn't in a good mood to even compete um I it was just a crazy experience it was a good show uh I placed third at that show but like the anxiety, I definitely attribute me running out of gas, me being late to that event, me going crazy there to the anxiety that prep caused me. Uh, just because you're going 100 miles an hour every single day. It's like all gas, no brakes if you're doing it right. And the tail end of it, it's a lot of fun. But again, it's a lot of anxiety, especially come show day. Um, trying to dial in everything. Like I'm a perfectionist and sometimes that can work against me, especially with competing and everything's not 100% dialed in. If I don't know exactly what I'm doing that day, I don't have my day like perfectly planned out. I'm not hitting all my macros perfectly. I get so in my head and it just causes me to snowball and spiral into even more anxiety. Those are the top five issues that I ran into. The bonus one that I wanna talk about is this most recent prep felt like a chore. And I'd be lying if I said, I think I did it for the right reasons. I'm not going to lie. A big reason why I prepped this year was I tried to just revive my social media, which wasn't very successful. What got me my platform at first was doing summer shredding for the first time, showcasing that prep throughout college. And then the second time around, I did summer shredding. It was a four-week prep. So again, I showcased that and I grew my socials a ton during that time. So in my head, I was like, okay, compete. I'll get to the next level on social media, which didn't happen this last prep. And I would say 
that's probably the biggest motivator that wanted me to prep. And I wasn't doing it for the right reasons. You should, if you're competing, bro, you got to do it for you. Don't listen to what anyone else is saying. If it's a big goal that you want to accomplish, if you want to hop on stage, do it for you. Don't do it for the people around you. Don't do it for the social media. It's a good, good way to scale your content. But if you truly want to compete, enjoy it and enjoy all the benefits of it. I'm not saying you're going to run into all these negatives of it, but just make sure like you're doing it for you. That's the biggest takeaway I want to give to you guys. Let me know if y'all enjoyed this episode. I definitely want to do um, five reasons you should compete because, again, I'm not here to dog on the sport. I don't see myself competing anytime soon. I feel like I'm at a point right now where I want to focus on business and just focus more on myself rather than, you know, bodybuilding, still maintaining my physique while still training and all that. But I'm just more passionate about business now. Like, I love competing. It's awesome. It did a ton for me. But those are really the five negatives that I kind of ran into with it. So again, let me know if if y'all have competed, what sort of negatives or drawbacks y'all ran into with your experience. And let me know if y'all want to see like a part two to this because I can definitely add more to this list. But appreciate you guys tuning in. Have an awesome Tuesday and I'll see y'all next week in the next one. Peace out.